0: You're listening to Being Happy, where we cultivate happiness from within. I'm your host, Glennis Clarice, and in today's episode, I'll share with you 10 things that the last decade taught me and how it showed me how much I've learned and grown over the course of a decade. My hope is that the lessons that I've learned, you can resonate with or find some clues that can shed some light on what we are all going through in the midst of this pandemic. I hope you enjoy episode 17 of season three, 10 things the last decade taught me. Hello, here we are, Season 3, Episode 17 of the podcast. I hope that wherever you are, under the sound of my voice, that you all are happy, well, safe, and healthy. I have to say that the stay-at-home order has been a reflective period for many of us, and it has forced a lot of us to sit still and take a good long look at our lives and who we are where we are currently, where we would like to be, but come into next. Not only that, this season has shown many of us how far we've come compared to this time last year. Now, although this season is one that we would not have thought of in a million years, like mind blowing, right? We can only look forward to better days ahead and allow the years prior to 2020 be a teacher for us. Because if we really sit and think about it, those tools that we acquired as a result of the lessons that we've learned, we're using them now, today in this season of stillness. So as I share with you 10 things that I learned over the last decade, hopefully they are some of the same lessons that you've learned and you will see just how they are helping you through this season. The first lesson is that we are not alone. Looking back over the last decade, I can honestly say that I've had some good times, some trying times, some fun times, some sad times, some depressing times (laughs) some exciting times some happy times and some crazy times but through the darkest moments that i lived through i've learned that in this world where billions of people go about their daily lives we are not alone in whatever emotion situation circumstance we experience With every emotion or experience that we feel or go through, good or bad, there is someone who has lived through it or is in it simultaneously with us. Now, this person can be as close as your next door neighbor or someone clear on the other end of the earth. Expanding my perspective of this, it helped me to fully understand how connected we all really are. We are not here just for ourselves, we are here to not only serve each other in whatever capacity that may be, but to be an example for each other, showing that we can and will overcome. Each of us, we are a walking testimony, and believe it or not, we each have a responsibility to in some way share our journey so that others are not only liberated, from weathering their own storm but courageous enough to share their testimony with others which will be a life preserver in pulling our brothers and sisters up from the trenches of despair what has gotten me through dark times trying times and so forth one is my faith that's number one my faith But also looking at those who have come through the fire as well has helped me because they are still standing and they are in a better place mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, and financially for it. Looking at those people who have influenced my perseverance, I too can stand as an example for someone else's journey of perseverance and this goes for you too. The second thing that I learned over the last 10 years is that I'm resilient. I knew I was resilient when my mother passed in 2011. Her transition prepared me for the blows that were to come in the years after she passed. Now, if you've never experienced a parent leaving this earth physically, it may be hard for you to grasp how that can knock the wind out of you even when you know it's going to happen and you have time to prepare it's just unexplainable right now how i got through that season of my life it felt like i was floating and that could only be because of god you know god carrying me through that time in my life when the numbness wore off i realized that one i was still standing Two, I'm still in my right mind, thank God. (laughs) Three, if I could get through that and survive, I can get through anything and bounce back. That experience gave me the tools needed to maneuver two life-altering blows, okay? I was laid off twice and was unemployed for like a year, both times and it's weird because it was like a year to the date of when i was unemployed until i found another job both times now both times now if you can imagine how life altering losing a full income and benefits can be to the point where you don't know how you manage to get up every day and send out resumes only to receive a thank you for your interest but email It can really be tough. The last time I was laid off, I must have sent out over, and I'm not kidding, 150 resumes. Yes, 150, one five zero. And I'm not exaggerating here because I kept a tally every day I sent out resumes. And once I hit 100, at that point, I just stopped counting. I started to panic, even though I had money still and the support of my family, but the weight of it all was emotionally heavy. So I had to think back to the darkest moment of my life, which was the passing of my mother, and pull from that experience the tools that I acquired to shake the threat of depression and worry up off of me. I had to pull myself together and have a conversation with myself. I said to myself, Glenis, nothing is more devastating than losing someone you love. You got through that. What makes you think you won't get through this? Once I asked myself that question, the load of being unemployed became lighter every day for me, okay? So every day that I got up, I got up knowing that that day could be the day that my situation changes. And even if not, there is hope for the next day or the next day until the next day became the right day. And eventually it happened. I bounced back in the midst of being unemployed. I was no longer down and out. I was looking forward to what was ahead because I knew better days were coming. As a result of me being resilient, my perspective during those seasons of unemployment shifted. I'm sure you've been through some things in your life that you thought would have taken you out, but you're still here, which proves that it didn't take you out. That further proves how resilient you are. We are like palm trees. We may bend, but we will never fold. And knowing this about ourselves, there is nothing life can throw at us that we can't face or get through. The third thing that I learned is that it's not always the other person. Learning this was eye opening because one of the things we oftentimes will have a hard time accepting is that we have some flaws. And while we may want to place a blame on someone else sometimes it's not them but you and what you do with that realization is paramount in your growth and becoming better in all relationships may they be personal or professional when I saw things within myself that I needed to work on I took some substantial time to unpack those bags to find the root so that I can heal that space in order for growth and elevation to take place. I did the dirty work. In facing those shattered places within me, and to be quite honest, when you start to do your work, it's really quite liberating because you are discovering things about yourself that played a role in how you governed yourself in the past. When I had an aha moment, I was like, okay, that's why I did because X, Y, and Z. So today, especially during this time of stillness, I'm mindful of myself and how I'm reacting to and because of others and how I communicate so that I am heard and yet sensitive to others. Being cooped up in the house with others, especially during this time, can be a breeding ground for unresolved issues and things that were left unsaid taking root. If you are triggered, Ask yourself, am I triggered because so-and-so didn't do or say X, Y, and Z? Or am I just frustrated because of something else, totally unrelated to them? And that leads me to number four, which is connected to this. My 10-year-old self is very much an influence in my life. When I started doing the work and unpacking my bags, I learned one night as I was journaling like an epiphany out of nowhere, it came to me that the little girl in me is very much influencing me in a subtle yet very powerful way. One of the things that I did was I found a picture of myself at that age, and I have it paper clipped to my day planner as a reminder that that version of me needs a voice. Not only that, she needs to be able to express herself in a healthy and safe way. So now when I find myself reacting or saying something without thinking, I'm mindful that it's the younger version of myself seeking to express herself. And knowing this, I'm able to think before I react or say something and do it in a way that is effective and loving. The fifth thing that I learned is that lessons repeat themselves. And I think a lot of us know this to be very true (laughs) we all know that if we don't learn a lesson it will come back around until it hits you on the head like a boulder and one of the biggest lessons that i've learned over the last decade and i would say one that's become more evident in this year is that no one is going to save you but you and what i mean by save you is creating the life you dream of daily you have to do the work there is no way around not doing the work you can procrastinate and find excuses as to why you can't do something but all that is what i learned for me is an underlying fear of success yeah i am afraid of success and i'm not afraid to say it i'm working through that day by day (laughs) Day by day, and those layers are um, gently falling away from me. But I can remember years ago, a guy that I was dating said to me that I was afraid of success, and I was like, Boy, please, whatever, I'm not afraid of success, I want success. But as I look back, I see where I allowed myself to get in my own way out of fear. And that has been the biggest challenge for me in the last decade, overcoming myself and stepping fully. And I mean fully 10 toes, 10 toes, 10 toes down into my purpose. But now that I'm aware of that, the limitations that I've subconsciously placed on myself are being dropped. Those layers are being released and, um, put away for good. And that is a freeing, freeing um, feeling to be able to know that you are not moving in fear any longer. The sixth thing that I've learned is that faith is a requirement. Faith. I really can't say enough about how much my faith has stretched beyond where I thought it could go over the last 10 years. The only reason why I'm even on this microphone is because of faith. The only reason why I'm still standing is because of faith. The only reason why I have hope is because of faith. The only reason why I accomplished what I did is because of faith. The only way I overcame Is because of faith. The only way I kept going is because of faith. Thinking back over the last decade, I didn't, I didn't know I would be where I am today. I don't think any of us thought that we would be where we are today. I wouldn't be mentally, emotionally, physically, or spiritually strong without faith. I'm stronger today than I was this time last year. I wouldn't be able to see past my perceived reality into what I know God has for me. Faith for me in the last decade was an anchor and it still is an anchor for when times are good and even more so when times aren't. Faith was me trusting God to do exactly what he said he would do and let me tell you, he did exactly what he said he would do in those last 10 years. He showed up when I needed him, he showed up when I didn't deserve it and he showed up when everything was good. He was there and he was accessible to me because of my faith. Because of my faith, I was stretched the last 10 years. And I know this next decade, even in 2020, the way it looks now, I know by the power of my faith that the next decade is my harvest season, my elevation season and growing pains, and the growing pains, that I experienced as a result of my faith being stretched, prepared a net for me to catch every blessing and answer prayer, as well as provide me with the tools to endure any difficult season with grace and the full assurance that God got me. And the same goes for you too. No matter what today may look like, God got you. His hand is on you. So we just have to continue to walk by faith and not by sight because the way things look around us today, they're not going to look the same way this time next year. And we'll be able to look back at today, next year and be like, wow, I got through that. And a big part of that is because of my faith. The seventh lesson that I learned um, is that boundaries are necessary. I had no idea how good setting boundaries could be for your mental and emotional well-being until I started not only setting them, but enforcing them. I had to set boundaries with family members, friends, associates, in intimate relationships, and coworkers. Boundaries for me drew a line in the sand and was a reminder of of what I will not accept or tolerate. I had to have my own back because if I didn't, then who would? Setting boundaries informed those who I set them with that I will not dishonor or dismiss myself at the cost of your disrespect. I, listen, I will say that with the new year, 2020, and decade, setting boundaries will be a must. It has to be a must because If we look at and if you set goals for yourself this year and you look at what is required in order to not only achieve those goals, but to cultivate the life of your dreams, you need to take an assessment of who is in your life, what they're adding to it, what they're taking away from it and make a decision whether to keep them there or not. And if you find that you are having to set boundaries with the same people over and over again, then you might need to just take some time to really ask yourself, why are they in my life? And what benefit am I reaping as a result of them being in my life? There's no time for distractions. This is a harvest season that we're walking into. And I guarantee that once this pandemic Levels out once it just fades away, which I know it will be some time before it does. We will start to see things start to bloom. Every seed that you've planted within this season of stillness will start to bloom, manifest, take root. And the work that you put forth in this season, whether it's uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, professionally. Relationally, you will start to see the harvest of that work that you put in. The eighth thing that I've learned is that fear controlled me. When you know better, you do better. Okay. And realizing that fear controlled my life to the point where it paralyzed me from taking a step. One step towards the big aspirations I had set for myself, it was a hard pill for me to swallow. While I accomplished things, they weren't the things that required me to step outside of my comfort zone, if that makes any sense. Fear had me in a headlock and it did not let go. Fear showed up for me in the form of procrastination, doubt, overthinking, and talking myself out of things. Quite often, fear was something that was deeply rooted subconsciously, and I had to do some work to find the root cause of why I allowed fear to govern my life when it came to really stepping into my purpose. And the truth of the matter is, I was afraid of my own power and how owning it would change my life for the better. Fear of success is a very real thing, as I stated earlier. More than 15 years ago, like I said before, an ex told me that I was afraid of success. And I allowed those words to hold me back. It just took root. Fast forward to 2020 and I realized that the cage I was in, I was not only placed there by my, by my hands, but I held the key to set myself free. Fear was the, the big monster that was really just an illusion, not real, just fake. Yet it was feeding off of me being afraid to take the leap. The ninth lesson is that I am right where I need to be to learn what I need to learn. Nothing, and I repeat, nothing happens to us. Everything happens for us. Let me say that again, nothing happens to us Everything happens for us. This concept didn't resonate with me until the latter part of the decade. I had to stop looking at myself as a victim of my circumstances and start accepting the lesson or lessons, lessons (laughs) that it came to teach me. Doing that released me from unnecessary stress over how things were and it shed light on why the circumstance was there to begin with. When we are brave enough to face the truth, we are then empowered to turn what seems like the bad into something good. The tenth and final lesson that I learned is that patience is a virtue. If impatience was a person, it was definitely me. I wanted what I wanted when I wanted it. it. <laughs> and I could not figure out why I had to wait. As I've grown and matured, thank God, I came to realize that a delay does not mean a denial, and if what I wanted was in the will of God, then it will come to pass. I also realized that everything that I want is not what I need. Oftentimes, what we think we want is not God's best for us, And this goes for every and everything, okay? So we have to see things from a different perspective and see with eyes of faith that we haven't seen the blessings to come. We haven't seen what God has been preparing and having us wait for. The wait is worth it. And also with waiting, you must develop an unwavering sense of peace. I had to learn this. And to be honest, I'm working on having that type of peace that surpasses all understanding. We have to be at peace with God, with ourselves, with our lives in order to allow patience to have her way. Patience and peace go hand in hand. I hope you enjoyed this episode of being happy and I hope that you learned some things about me as well as realized some things about yourself and how the tools that you've learned over the last decade of your life you are actually using today. Until next time, stay inspired, empowered, and most of all, happy.